1: Rachel, can you hear me?
0: Yes. Can you hear me? Yes,
1: but you weren't answering me, so I was concerned.
0: Let's start
1: by saying happy Friday the 13th, yes. which is always a lucky day for me because I was born on the 13th of a month and I was sick of... <laughs> I was sick of every time my birthday fell on Friday the 13th, everybody be like, oh, it's a horrible day. It's like, hey. I should have known from the get-go that that was just going to be the description of my, my whole existence on this planet. Oh, geez. <laughs> <laughs> how are you today what's
0: new i'm good the only new thing i have to report is that i did our reading challenge for 2023 this morning we can talk about that this morning go ahead i literally just posted it on instagram i was gonna say i didn't
1: even know we had one
0: i literally just did it i just made the game board today i just finalized all the categories so if you want to go on instagram and see the game board you can do that and follow along. The categories this year are okay. So, anybody that doesn't know the reading challenge from last year's reading challenge, it's kind of like bingo. There's 12 categories, and you just check off each category you could use one book for each category which would be 12 one book a month if you have a book that satisfies multiple categories that's absolutely fine i am going to go over the categories and the suggestions or ideas that i thought of but this is really open for interpretation so if you have something that you think fits a category but is not from one of the examples I'm going to give. That's totally fine. And what do you get if you complete the entire reading challenge? Well, glad you asked. <laughs> yes. What do you get? If you complete the reading challenge, let us know. You could email us. You could send us messages on Instagram, message us through the Facebook group. Send us your completed reading challenge and we will say your name or mention you on the podcast. Ooh, Ooh, very exciting. It is exciting.
1: (laughs) It's exciting to be you doing a reading challenge.
0: Yeah, and I feel like these are pretty easy. And you could definitely check off multiple boxes with one book. So don't feel like 12 books is a lot. Like You could definitely do this, you know, less than 12 books. Categories are take flight. So does the character in the book have wings is there an airplane in the book that's what we're talking about when we say take flight perfection does one Mm. of the characters purr Mm. is there a cat something (laughs) along those lines we love some purring i love purring too so of course i had to put it in there yes Best mates, is this the best faded mate couple you've read in a while? Is one of the BFFs a great side character along those lines for best mates? Oh, I see. bloody, good time. Are there vampires? Does somebody get stabbed? <laughs> Do events. <laughs> You can be creative. This is what I'm saying. Yeah. Do some of the events take place in England. I mean, interpret it how you will. It's a bloody good time. Yeah. Next category, Stabby for You. This is one of my personal favorites because a book that includes Who Hurt You for a Vibe, I'm all about it. (laughs) non human female main character where's the ladies at a lot of the stories we feature have men that are not human as leads let's try to read one where the female isn't the human maybe she's a witch maybe she's the alien in the relationship mm. so or the vampire or she's the vampire yeah there's a lot of cressley Cole books where the female is not a human so mm-hmm. there are options out there heard it here did you listen to an audiobook this year did the author make a Spotify playlist to accompany the book? Is one of the characters in the book a musician or singer? Plenty of options for heard it here. I know not everyone is a fan of audiobooks, but I feel like there are other ways to satisfy that category. Mm-hmm. Season one read. We what does are that mean? It- So you and I are judging books on the podcast, right? <laughs> But, yeah, But
1: I, I don't know who appointed <laughs> us the boss of
0: podcast judgment, but yeah, we are. Yeah, so said I'm a judgy bitch. But now it's your turn as a listener to be the judge. Mm-hmm. Don't just take our opinions on a book as the end all be all for how you should also think of the book. Last season, in season one, we talked about 39 books. So now- the box season one read is your chance as a podcast listener to give one of those books a try. Mm-hmm. So you need to pick one of the books we talked about in season one of the podcast for that category. That is the most restrictive category I think we have in the entire reading challenge. Yeah. Okay, the next category is less than 50 reviews. So it's going to take a little bit of research on your part as a reader. But does the book have less than 50 reviews on Goodreads, on Amazon, on Barnes That's and Noble. That's gonna be hard, isn't it? Yeah, that one's gonna be a little bit harder. But this is a good way for somebody to read a lesser-known book, or mm-hmm. even if it's a new release. When you find it, it might have less than fifty reviews at that time. Oh, uh-huh. so oh, sorry, I just dropped myself. <laughs> <phone. laughs> like, did
1: you fall out of your chair? What you? I move my microphone, I get yelled at. You f- tumbled. <laughs> to the ground and it's fine
0: no it was my phone which is worse but anyways for less than 50 reviews it would be also great is If you read the book to satisfy that box in the challenge, but then you also leave a review for the author on Goodreads, on Amazon, wherever you can. Reviews are always good for authors. It's a free way to support them. Next category is borrowed book. This is one you can do without even leaving your house. You and I love apps for reading Yes. Digital books through the library, or we do a lot of our audiobook listening through apps. So, Libby and Hoopla are two examples. I know there are plenty of other apps for how to read digitally through the library, but for this one, you could also borrow a physical book. You can go to a local library, or if you have what we in America call little free library. I don't know what they're referred to in other countries, but if you have one of those in your neighborhood, grab a book out of that and give it a go. So that's a borrowed book. I have
1: one of those in my neighborhood and I actually have put books in there. Okay. Okay. And when yeah, i went so by there because i walked the dogs in that loop and i went by it and they were gone so i'm like oh good someone's using them
0: oh nice yeah, yeah. okay so you could you know grab something out of there if there's anything interesting okay we have our last two categories doesn't <laughs> seem sanitary <laughs> rachel's favorite <laughs> Uh, and that's hashtag sarcasm for least favorite doesn't seem sanitary Are they having sexy times in the kitchen? Is somebody playing with their food like that one book we reviewed a couple episodes ago where she had those piping bags of frosting? Yeah.
1: Oh, I thought you were talking about the uh, the guy with the bag and the Thanksgiving turkey. Oh,
0: that too. That doesn't seem sanitary either. (laughs) That could fit for this category. It could even be outdoor locations. Are they on the beach with sand? Are they in the water? Are they on a forest floor? There are other ways to be unsanitary. Our last category I had to include, lip service. Is there a kiss placed in unusual spot, i.e. the palm kiss that we just talked about recently? (laughs) The Mm. wrist the arch of a foot, the possibilities are endless. Yes, they are. So those are our 12 categories for the reading challenge. And I hope that everybody has fun with it. Send us the books that you're reading to satisfy the categories. I'm always interested to know as people make their progress, what they're doing and what they're reading. Mm -hmm. And it, It might give us ideas for books that we want to read. Yeah. Let us
1: know if you have read a book that you thought was really good and we will definitely check it
0: out and consider it for the podcast. Yeah. That just goes in general. We're always open to suggestions. Yes. Okay. So that's it. That's all I had that was new. Okay. Okay, Today's book is Silver Dragon. Book one in the Silver Shifters series by Zoe Chant. Do you want to start or do you want me to start? I can start. This takes place, it's a story
1: about older people, which is nice. It's not all 20-somethings. They're older, mature women. And they're going to a stretch of beach and the oldest woman is named Godiva. She's, I think, in her mid-80s and she... Is an author and she takes the pictures for the covers of her book. And so she's having one of her friends pose as a corpse on this beach for this new book that she's launching. And there's four women that are friends and they're going onto a stretch of beach that says no trespassing. Or that it's unsafe.
0: And I think she's walking with a cane or something too, isn't she? Yes. She's taking her I wife would... in her hands. But Godiva apparently lives on the edge. I laughed when the book started. And one of the quotes was, This is the most beautiful stretch of beach for miles. It's perfect for a corpse. <laughs> yes. I highlighted that also. I thought it was funny. So they're trying to get the perfect shot. Each person in the friend group I think there's four of them mm-hmm. each of them is kind of playing a different character for the uh, cover for this scenario so it says that bird who at almost 55 was the youngest and spryest generally played the victim in Godiva's scenarios Jen served as drug crazed biker killers mafia hitmen <laughs> deranged survivalist and other male murderers mm-hmm. short. Curvy Doris knew no martial arts, but she was a skilled actor, so she played other roles. In which case, Jen did the camera work. Oh, there must be five of them. Oh no, there's yeah four four, because they said yeah. Jen said twice it threw me. So they each have different roles that they're playing. They're in the middle of like recreating one of the scenes, and then all of a sudden this guy appears the first thing i have highlighted of him saying is do not move and it says a warm slightly husky male voice that even angry somehow sounded like sunlight splashing on water That's what his Mm. voice sounds like. Sounds kind of cool. Bird is like on the ground because she's playing the victim, right? Yeah. (laughs) She's like on the ground. She's got like male clothing on. She's got fake blood on her. And this is the first time she sees the mystery man. It's kind of embarrassing, but also kind of funny. Yeah. And he's got long limbs and he's holding what's referred to as a beautiful curved handle of a walking stick and he's got grace and strength his body was lean with whip cord muscles and not an ounce of fat so he he's a looker but he's also a little bit older as well because i think he has silver hair right yes okay yeah so that was kind of nice he's older and so is she and he's obviously older because as we learn later, he's a dragon shifter. Yeah. But I like that he also looked older because a lot of times these mythical shifters don't age after like 35. So they all look like they're 35 years old, right? <laughs> yeah. They're they're <laughs> always in their prime. Yeah. It would be lovely so if
1: it were true.
0: Yeah. But he has, he's still physically fit. He at least looks like he is older. So mm-hmm. he kind of matches her and how they look. Yeah. In age. Then one of the things I have highlighted next is one of the things that bothered me throughout the book. Okay,
1: go ahead. Third person point of view. What is it? No,
0: no. <laughs> <laughs> the call out. God. After she's kind of sneaking glances at him and looking at him, this is what she... This is what happens to her. A spurt of depression washed over Bird. It was so unfair that a man could look great at any age, while she had always been dumpy and now was dumpier. The way she had let herself go after the birth of her children was just one of the long catalog of shortcomings that Bartholomew, this is her ex husband, had felt obliged to relate. In exquisitely Mm -hmm. painful detail in court 27 years ago this is how we get some of her backstory about how shitty her ex-husband was Mm -hmm. how she got divorced from him 27 years ago throughout the book she's thinking about herself about how dumpy she is how she's not a looker how she's let herself go she's always really down on herself and i didn't like that about her character well i think that about myself every day what has happened
1: to me (laughs) so I, that didn't strike me as odd. I mean, you start reevaluating at a certain age, you start reevaluating, you know, your body and attraction. She's had a history of her husband wearing her down or, you know, just being abusive verbally to her, making her feel bad about herself. So unless she's been in therapy to work on that, I think she's carrying that with her.
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess it just seems like it's not like she's saying, oh, the prime of my life has passed me. It's not like she's saying, oh, when I was younger and beautiful, and now I'm, she's only 55. She's not that old. And she's just, I don't know, she's just really hard on herself. And it's not like she's hard on herself for how she is now. She's hard on herself for how she's always been. I don't know. Yeah, she is. Like- little she's a little
1: odd (laughs) a little odd yeah her name is bird (laughs) she's an odd well that's her nickname
0: right i don't know yeah it's barely a nickname but yeah
1: yes it's she is a little odd and she is hard on herself and anyway go ahead what chapter are you
0: on i'm not really going by chapter i think i'm still on chapter one well that quote i read was from chapter one i didn't really do notes by chapter here. I just did notes on the overall things that happen in the book. So Mm -hmm. I'm probably going to skip big chunks of the book as I talk. Okay, that's fine. That guy appears. Um, We find out that his name is Mikhail. One of the ladies in the group invites him over for a writer's group that they're having. I think it's later that same day, or it might be the next day. They're having a writer's group get together. So one of the ladies is like, oh, you're a professor. You are interested in stuff like this. We're all writers. We have a group that where we meet at a local bakery. You should come meet up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, She's she's trying to help them hang out.
1: Yeah, because he is instantly drawn to Bird, and Bird is attracted to him. So Godiva, you know, because the older you get, the less you give a shit about what people are thinking. She's aware of the attraction between the two of them, and she's trying to, because Bird is so shy and hard on herself... um godiva wants him to come so that they have time to be together and get to know each other she's a good wing woman she definitely is i wish i had mm-hmm. we find out about mikhail and his name is so long i can't even say it but he he <laughs> <laughs> it says he is a dragon knight a sentinel of the imperial peace Defender of the realm of the Eastern heavens and currently masquerading as a professor of art history his kind of Mm -hmm. dragon found peace from the water and he thinks he's in the twilight of his life but his dragon does talk to him and and say we've many years left so he he is sent on these missions to uncover what is happening by the Imperial Queen. And that's how he runs into these ladies.
0: Yes, he is at that beach area because he's trying to investigate some caves that are in that area. So he was just happened to run into them. So what is the next thing that you... Um, The next thing I have is him attending the writers meeting.
1: Yeah. So the thing that I didn't like is when Bird's getting ready for this meeting, the writers meeting... She starts looking through her closet and she's really, this is where her oddness comes into play again. She doesn't spend (laughs) a lot of money on fixing her home up. It's pretty drab and kind of a mess. And it sounds like she hasn't bought any clothes in 20 years. And so she's trying to go through her closet looking for something to wear and then she doesn't like the fact that she's put pressure on herself so then she ends up picking out some weird outfit to wear and isn't this where i thought this part was funny her friends called to say we're coming to get you in like 15 minutes and you better not be wearing and her friend totally describes what she's wearing (laughs) she's like put something decent on
0: yes because bird usually rides her bike all around town yeah. And Bird doesn't really have a lot of money. She had a bad divorce. She's not really writing like she used to. She used to do children's books. So she's not really writing anymore. She does do some artwork, but she doesn't really like to take payment for that. The place she's living is a rental on mm-hmm. a bigger property. It almost sounds like a little granny flat or a little cottage on the main property. Sounds so, like, like a her compound place there. Yeah, it? they have like this big. I mean, it sounded really cool. cool. Yeah, there's several yeah. people living on the compound,
1: which they brought in all these different characters, but then I didn't see anything happening with
0: yeah i think it's just kind of to show how she's got this little community and she's on one of the smaller properties and there's a big main house and the owner of the big main house still lives there and he's an older man and she takes care of him Mm -hmm. but then he also has roommates that i think also live in the big main house anyways bird has kind of this unique situation going on i guess Mm -hmm. and so her friends yeah they call her because i think it's starting to rain and they don't want her to ride her bike in the rain or something and they totally call her out about what she's wearing and you're right it was very dumpy outfit and i think she purposely picked the shittiest stuff just to prove a point about like don't dress up because he's not going to be there for you that's Mm -hmm. kind of what she's thinking yeah then they go there where are they now they're at the The writer's group. The writer's group, yeah. Some of the people there are horrible. Some of them are good. Yeah, some of them are really horrible. Like the guy leaving the group. Mm -hmm. We get a little more information about Bird here because she did all the artwork at this bakery for free to help the owner of the bakery out and they're of course amazing and very creative sure. and now bird basically gets free pastries for life from the bakery <laughs> i'd be in so
1: much trouble if that were me my three meals a day would be pastries
0: yeah me too <laughs> mikhail does show up he's a little i think he's a little late but he does show up he doesn't really talk about his book but he's more there to listen and at some point during the meeting they kind of start giggling over something that's happening so she goes outside to kind of compose herself and then he goes outside to talk to her they kind of have a little bit of an interaction but it's still a little shy still a little tentative he's not coming on Too strong because he's not really sure about courtship. He is her mate, but he doesn't want to just come out and say, I'm your mate and really scare her. Right. So he's trying to take it slow and get to know her and figure out what she likes and everything. Mm -hmm. And her dragon doesn't get it. He's like, I don't understand. She's
1: our mate. Just tell her. You can read her mind and find out if she's interested in us. But Mikhail won't do that because he's he thinks that's a violation and so he's trying to calm the dragon down
0: saying we're gonna have to take this slow because she's human and we don't want to scare her away the mind reading thing comes up a lot and it never goes anywhere i don't really get why he's got this power that he can read minds and he, there's things on the mythical plane that they talk about. But he never uses his mind reading powers for anything. So that was kind of a bummer. Well, on it, anybody, not just her.
1: Yeah, but does he do it? Do they bring it up because they are able to mind speak to each other? Or is that something different? I don't know. Because they do speak to to each other without words
0: once they mate you mean yeah maybe but then he also talks about how he can read the mind of other people and he doesn't do that either because he doesn't want to violate their privacy there were things like going
1: on in this book at multiple points that i didn't understand why this was thrown into the mix so yeah, that, maybe
0: that comes up later in the series or something
1: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah because
0: this there are other people there are other books that have to do
1: and everybody from what I was looking at the additional books, it's like the silver Fox and the silver, this so each shifter of his, they're older people. They're all around the same age.
0: They're mm-hmm. not. So maybe that is why maybe they are setting up
1: the scene. For yeah. Future or maybe books. it's part
0: of the, yeah, the guardian thing. Like they're talking about, he's one of the guardians. So mm-hmm. I don't know. So that might be world building that we just don't get, but for now it doesn't really make much sense. Yeah, I'm not sure if this happens now, but at some point he ends up asking Bird to go with him to the caves that he's exploring because she is an artist and he wants her to do some sketches of some of the, for lack of better term, cave drawings that are in the cave does that happen at the writer's retreat or a different time i can't remember
1: uh no i think it happens at the writer's retreat he asks her to meet him for lunch so that mm, he can talk okay. to her about this because he says said- thinking this is a way because she is so timid and skittish this is a way to get her to meet with him so that they can get to know each other better i guess he does want to take these drawings back to the emperors to show her because there's something he's looking for and he thinks it's in the cave and that these drawings that are on these walls are some kind of clue as to what he's investigating so when he puts it in that term that I want to hire you basically to do these sketches they don't have to be very detailed you know I have to get them approved first and then we can do more detailed work she readily agrees and he's very happy because now he has a plan of how he's going to get to know her better
0: mm-hmm. yeah this was kind of a good idea to make it so that he can get to know her better but it's Not really a date setting. So it Mm puts her a little more at ease. She loves to draw. So she suggests some kind of to meet at a restaurant that's by the
1: ocean. And that makes his dragon really happy because his his dragon is a water dragon.
0: Yeah. So they, ha- they have good conversations when they are doing things like this. They talk about things they have mm-hmm. in common. Yes. They're getting to know one another. That part was good. There is a good buildup of an actual relationship, even though mm-hmm. they are mates. Because at this point, she still doesn't know about the mate thing.
1: Yeah. She just knows that she's very drawn to him. Yeah. So he talks to her. Her about the caves and that he they're safe because he has been in them before and you know talks to her about what he would like her to do you know to look at these murals that are painted in the caves and because she has an eye she can help uh, sketch these out for the empress But he doesn't tell her about the empress
0: i might have the order of things mixed up here but do they go to the cave before they go to the event at the university yes okay so they do go to the cave she does make some of the drawings i don't remember if there's some sort of attack that happens at the cave does it happen now or do they go back a second time
1: they go twice, and the first time, I think it's kind of like a, an earthquake, but he knows it's magic-based. Oh, that's she, right. He just wants to get her out of there. So she is able yeah, to okay. see from, she can tell by looking at these, these sketches in the mural that there's some kind of imprint of figures on top of figures, and she's trying to figure out what it is, and she's really enthralled with what is happening in the cave because nobody's been that far in because of the wards that the magical world has put around this opening where they are she even thinks at one point that it looks like there's a human mother carrying a child-sized lizard with wings yeah yeah and (laughs) it's like yeah and larger winged lizards too and then she's thinking or are they you know she's just about to think dragon when i think they are earthquake part starts okay he has to get her out of there
0: so that happens and then i think they end up going on another date which is like a almost like a work function for him i want to say he's written a book and the university that's there is having an event to highlight him and the book that he's published so he asks her to go they do go that's good but then of course her ex-husband who I think is a professor at the university ends up showing up and he's a real asshole. Yeah.
1: He's horrible. He took custody of her children when they got divorced. He made fun of her because he wanted to be a published writer and she was doing children's books. So he, he made her feel bad that this is what, she was doing and made her feel like her her what she was contributing to the world had no worth basically
0: i think he was just very very jealous because she was a really successful children's author yeah and she had published a bunch of books she even find out later she had so many books and such a good deal that she was getting royalties from the books and he wanted to write the next great american novel Mm-hmm. he ended up not doing that i think we find out he had two books that were self-published and that was it he never got a book deal but she had gotten awards for her books and he was even keeping those awards from the yeah, divorce what? and he was showing them in his house or in his office and pretending yeah. like they were his like, oh my god yeah.
1: or no he was saying they were hers but he was saying he was the driving force behind her success and that it was because mm. of of him that she was successful but at this point before they get to this she finds out about his dragon because they go to this event don't they they go on her yeah because when she runs into her ex-husband She's thinking, I don't give a shit about you. I'm with a dragon now.
0: Yeah, I think she made... Oh, because she made him dinner at her cottage before they went to this formal event. She found out actually during the dessert course of the dinner they had at her cottage before they went to this event at the university.
1: Yeah, and I, I did like this part because she doesn't freak out when he tells her and she says she still wants to believe in magic Mm -hmm. like i do i want to believe in magic still so she is very open to listening to what he has to say and not freak out on him
0: and i think because she's always been a little bit different and she's always been kind of creative and she can think of all these big worlds i mean she was an author of all these children's books right so she has Mm -hmm. this kind of propensity to dream big so her ex-husband hated that about her and was really trying to squash that
1: i did like the part when she does invite him to dinner you know in one of the conversations the dragon is having with him the dragon says our mate has invited her us to her
0: nest
1: she must trust us and I thought that's sweet
0: yeah the dragon was kind of funny because uh, Mikhail is nervous about telling her about the mating and that he's a dragon and so I had highlighted this this is from right before he tells her Mm -hmm. how and when to tell her he'd rather fight an acid spitting hydra demon (laughs) at least he knew how to do that but revealing himself to his mate without horrifying her seemed fraught with danger and then at some point this is what the dragon thinks tell her his dragon hissed show her our glory Mm. (laughs) yeah that was very cool Mm -hmm. dragons like we're awesome just tell her we're amazing well they are i would think the same thing if i met one be like you are the bomb man they go to that event at the university they end up going back to the caves while they're at the caves they end up that's when they get that attack right from some like magical worm things these
1: weird worms that are Mm -hmm. coming out of
0: the walls they end up being okay but they have to i think he is a little hurt but he's got that magical dragon
1: yes healing healing ability Mm -hmm.
0: they leave the caves at some point they end up having sex i don't know when that is they con they like complete the mate bond. Yes, um, and that and that's very sweet. Is it? I have I thought it was lackluster.
1: Well, <laughs> it they weren't having oral sex on the kitchen counter. I'll give you that, but um <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: I was fine with that not happening. I just have my note about. Can we just stop referring to female parts as a mound? I don't like that. Yeah. Well. <laughs> i that's what they call it but yes yeah I'm like, okay here we go yeah i'm just I, to me i'm like this is not baseball can we just not refer to it as a mound oh <laughs> <It's weird>. uh, <laughs> well okay Maybe that's the only way men can find it. You have
1: to relate it to sports terms.
0: Oh God, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah. He has a friend named Joey who must be book number two, the silver Fox. Yeah. Because Joey is a nine tailed Fox. He asks Joey to kind of distract, distract a bird and AKA keep her safe
1: mm-hmm. because he
0: wants to go back to the cave by himself to do some more investigation about what's happening there and what's affecting the mythical realm and the creatures and all these things. But he wants to be able to do that and know that his mate is safe. So Joey ends up taking bird
1: to lunch. Yeah. And he also knows they know that there's a traitor somewhere That some, there's something is not right with the magic that's happening in that cave. So he's got a lot of things to figure out and he wants her out of the picture while he's investigating.
0: He ends up calling in backup to go with him to the cave. So he's doing the cave thing. Bird is out with Joey. But while she's there, she starts kind of getting this weird feeling that something's wrong with Mikhail. Yeah, because she can't mind speak to him. She's like, he's not answering Mm -hmm. me. Something's wrong. You
1: know, but she's all new to this. So she doesn't realize just how bad it is she's just finally tells joey you know i'm i'm sorry because he thinks she's zoning out on him at lunch and she says i'm sorry i just have i haven't been able to get a hold of him and i try to talk to him and he's not answering me so joey knows something's bad something's
0: Yeah, and Joey is a little bit of an oracle. Mm -hmm. So he, he knew that Mikhail going to the caves was going to be important. And then Mikhail ended up finding his mate. So he gets these kind of inklings of things that are going to happen. Mm -hmm. and he's not exactly sure what so joey says oh i better go check it out i think he goes to check it out and he leaves bird and then he comes back and gets bird and says i need your help with this like you're gonna be crucial in helping this or something no he takes her he he doesn't want to bring her but she's like no i'm going with you and basically what ends up happening is bird ends up going into the cave and Joey had seen that Mikhail was wrapped in this, I think it's called slip silver or quicksilver, some sort of magical rope that is like hurting him. Yeah. And because Bird is not a mythical creature, she's able to sneak in there and unbind him from the the rope to try to help free him yeah and that's when we find out who the traitor
1: is and joey's gonna cause a distraction with the people with the mystical creatures that are guarding the entrance of the cave she's gonna slip in and get the silver off of him because it's kind of like with vampires if you put a silver chain on them they can't move they become immobile and that's what has happened to him and he can't shift into dragon form because the cave's
0: not big enough and i think that rope is kind of preventing him from shifting also right Mm Mm-hmm. yeah so she knows he's in pain and she's
1: determined i kind of like this part she is determined to get in there and help her mate
0: so she i mean she does yeah she goes in there she helps free him he's able to shift he fights with the bad guy they all kind of fight and they're successful, right? And they escape with little to no damage done to them.
1: Yeah, it's like when they finally get out of the cave, that's when the Imperial guards, other people that are actually on the Empress's side show up and they take this the traitor guy into custody and the two people that were... The bad uh, yeah, people that okay, were guarding yeah, they the front of the cave. They, t- they, they arrested all three of them, and they are going to take them back to the Empress. And the Empress ends up, doesn't the Empress end up showing
0: up on the beach? And I feel uh, like yes, we, we should know she... this
1: book better. What is happening today? <laughs>
0: I will explain at the end when I do my review why I don't know this book better, but yes, she, Mm -hmm. she ends up meeting some other dragons. They had found something called an Oracle stone. I'm sure this ties into next books in the series. Mm -hmm. She's worried about meeting the Empress. He's like, the Empress is going to love you because you're my mate. Don't worry about it. It basically all works out well in the end. And then we get, an epilogue basically Mm -hmm. mikhail has a bunch of money of course because he's a dragon and he's got a bunch of shit because dragons like to hoard things right yes they do so he uses his money to buy the house that was the main property from where she was living with the cottage this way they're able to keep the house take care of the current owner he's gonna stay there and they're gonna help him as he ages the house also overlooks the ocean and it's really large it would accommodate Her son, she's got two kids, so it will accommodate her son Mm -hmm. and his son's wife. And that uh, new wife has a young daughter, so it could accommodate the son's family and all these things, right? So it's kind of the perfect house. Yeah. It's a compound that will work for all of them to live happily ever after. And then basically the epilogue is them getting married at the property and well, living the happily son, ever after. The son
1: gets married. Bird and the dragon got secretly married, I thought, so that they didn't take away from the, the happy day for her son. And yeah, they all live happily ever after. And that's, what's her son's name? They call him Skater.
0: Yeah. Um, I think he's Bartholomew something the third. Yeah, he, he hates his, his father. And, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, and that's how the book ends. They're all happy, and she's got her happily ever after with her dragon shifter.
0: So, what'd you think?
1: I found the book a little confusing. I mean, I like the author a lot, but I didn't really like the book. There were so many people that came into play that nothing ever happened with like they brought in the owner of the property her landlord an older man and a friend of his that was in a japanese concentration camp or that was japanese and that was at an internment camp who couldn't hear but he did the garden there and i'm like okay and then they never talked about him again i really didn't like the book i probably would only give it one Dry panty just because I didn't understand the introduction of all these characters and then nothing was developed and it's like, you know, they went into the fact that her son was in the military. And the woman he ends up marrying was the wife of a friend. They were Marines. He made all of his friends promise if anything happened to him, he would they would take care of the wife. And after dating for several years, the son marries. I, I, I don't know. It was just too much. Then they talked about bringing her parents over. And I'm like, good God. Why are we getting into all of
0: this? I didn't understand it. What did you think? I didn't like this. I would give it two dry panties if i'm being generous. <laughs> yeah, you I, are. Why even two? I don't know, honestly. I couldn't relate to the female main character. I didn't like this whole character trait of hers of like I'm dumpy, I'm not good looking. Mm. I'm not, you know, she's really down on herself. I don't like that. I kind of liked how Mikhail was so clueless in terms of human courting and Mm -hmm. how he was bumbling his way through that. Mm -hmm. I kind of liked her friends, but I really thought that Joey was going to be book two, which I'm pretty sure he is, but we never really figure out who's going to be the female in book two. I'm sure it's one of her friends. Yeah, I which one? Like that doesn't really come into play, like you're saying with the gardener. That live, he's the gardener, but he's also a tenant there. Mm-hmm. I didn't get why he didn't tie in. There was a good story there of how he could have maybe known Mikhail somehow, right. or yeah, they, they could have tied it together because Mikhail is asian joey is asian you have all of these things that are relating back to asia but the gardener thing never tied in that was kind of disappointing there were inconsistencies in this book that threw me so when they kiss at her house when she had made dinner she makes dinner they're having dessert during dessert is when he tells her that he's a dragon. When he kisses her, he thinks that she tastes like the dessert that she made. But it specifically says several times in that scene that she never ate it. So (laughs) why does she taste like the dessert if she never actually ate the dessert? Like, I couldn't even enjoy the kiss because I was so frustrated with the fact that she tastes like the dessert she never ate. Yeah, I didn't really care about the kids. I didn't understand the time frame here because she's 55. She got divorced. Her divorce was 27 years ago. Okay. Her kids were little right? I don't think we ever really figure out their ages, but she says that she just started talking to them a few months ago. Why if her divorce was 27 years ago, are her kids now probably in their thirties and she's just now talking to them again? That was never explained. Well, I think it was explained a little bit that the father was and his parents were horrible
1: the grandparents and the father were I think feeding them lies or misleading them and what the relationship with the mother was like because he sued her for custody he basically not only divorced her but demolished her into the ground I think the daughter or the son, one of them finally reached out to find their mother and get her side of the story. And once they met her and realized, Oh, they were all just painting this horrible picture of their mother. They ended up bringing the other, a strained child back into her life.
0: Yeah, it was the son. He was the one that reached out to her. Mm-hmm. And then he, you know, brought this, his sister back into it so now the kids are speaking to her again but i don't know maybe if it was a shorter time frame it just seemed kind of weird to me that she's like i haven't spoken to my kids at all in 27 years i don't know whatever that just threw me well yeah Um, why didn't
1: she have joint custody of her children they live in california because they talk uh about it in
0: the book yeah
1: i didn't understand that part i didn't i didn't like the fact that they were bringing in and i don't know why it even bothered me but they were Tying all of this stuff to Asian mysticism.
0: Okay, this is another weird tangent for me that I actually have a note of. Okay. I kind of liked that they're talking about Asian things because he's a dragon. So I guess he's supposed to be some sort of like Asian dragon. Well, the description of his dragon even said he had whiskers. And it's the first time...
1: I've ever, and instantly I, uh, I in my head, saw,
0: you know, an Asian dragon. So he is an Asian dragon. He's got an empress that he's coming back to. So that's very Asian-ish. This is all fine. I didn't mind that. I thought it was kind of cool because that doesn't happen very often. The thing that I did not like was that the author was leaning so hard into Asian mythical creatures yes but at no point does she actually say that joey who is a nine-tailed fox is a kitsune which is what a multi-tailed mythical fox is in asian culture
1: well i didn't even know that so the fact that you knew that i mean i knew
0: he was an asian fox if from the mystical world but yeah i didn't know that which is fine there are definitely ways she could have done it so Bird asks him, "What are you?" Uh, oh, she's like, "Oh, I'm sorry. Like, am I not supposed to do that? Is that taboo to like ask a right, shift yeah. or what they are?" He says, "I'm a nine-tailed fox, a rare throwback." He could have said, "I'm a kitsune," which is a multi, which is a nine-tailed fox.
1: Do I don't you know, know if you've ever heard How? of
0: them. No. I'm like, what is a
1: nine-tailed fox? And how do you know what it is? Because,
0: because I read a lot of these sorts of books and I've read them in books before. Oh. And so there's a way to describe it in a way that you can introduce it to a reader who, like you, has never heard of this creature before. To I be agree. Like, oh, that sounds cool. Yeah. But she so- didn't do that. He's describing himself in already this like washed down version a kids soon actually the more tails they have the more powerful they are so the fact that he has nine tails could be like he's very powerful
1: Oh, that is that.
0: interesting see i find that very interesting <laughs> Hearing yeah, that from yeah they're, they're cool like that was one thing that like bothered me about if you're gonna do it i want you to do it all the way but that was like one of her missed opportunities
1: mm, yeah i agree This honestly was the first book I've ever read that had anything to do with mystical Asian dragons or whatever. It's the first time i've ever read something like that and having an empress and joey and everything they even talk about feng shui at one point in the book and i started laughing Mm -hmm. because of design school you know and feng shui but i'm like oh yeah that it is all leaning
0: very heavily in that direction yeah that was pretty cool and it was different i haven't really there were things I liked, like Joey's got all those tails. So, like the uh, when Mikhail is talking to him, Mikhail can see his nine tails wagging in the mythical realm. That sounded mm-hmm. kind of cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and like uh, Mikhail can partially shift. Like he can shift just his eyes. Oh right. And when he shifts, he can be invisible. There were things about it that were cool. I, it was a struggle for me to read it. Honestly, I thought it was kind of slow, even I though a lot too. of things were happening. Right. Things for yeah. some reason it was just slow and i i like slogged through it to finish it in order to even do this recording unfortunately
1: yeah i thought the same thing i thought there were too many people uh, introduced that were not addressed i kind of felt like she was throwing too much stuff in the mix at,
0: without explaining yeah. it and that kind of bothered me i wonder if this author does contemporary romance and the skater and his new wife and all of that is from one of her other series i wonder because it could know. be like what's the whole point of that whole backstory about the military yeah and the friend that's the thing all- that was throwing me i'm like
1: what is happening here and then to bring up the japanese internment camp i actually was really good friends with a guy years ago that his family was put it is horrible we've done horrible things in this country but you know talking to him about his family family being put in one of those and I thought oh god they're going to start talking about that but they never talked about it and then she made him unable to speak was it he deaf or was he unable to speak I don't remember I think it was deaf because she couldn't yell across the garden to him I thought this guy's got to be somebody and I don't think he ever met Mikhail so maybe he is from that world too I don't know Left too many questions
0: unanswered, I guess, is my point. Well, and then like, this is an entire character we could have done without unless he comes to play in future books in this series, because for now, he's a useless character. I even think her children were useless characters in this book completely. Like I could have done without her having kids at all me too and I would have been fine I would not have missed them at all so and they took up big portions of the book and of her personality <laughs> right
1: yeah so yeah I don't know I I had a lot of questions about this book and I'm with you I kind of slugged through it and I won't be
0: reading the rest of the books in this series are uh, will you no. Mm, okay. We should probably announce our next book and then we should probably go because we are supposed to be working on that super secret special surprise oh, yes, that we're trying yes. to work out for the podcast. Okay. <laughs> so we're late for that. All right, let's get going. um The next book is The Orc king by zoe ashwood it's funny because we actually have a lot of books on our list where the name is either zoe or zoe for the author this was yeah this was a zoe (laughs) next week is zoe we have another one on here for zoe and i just want to say real real quickly
1: uh, that i am reading of course another t.s joyce book because i'm like what am i going (laughs) to read last night (laughs) and it's called swim deeper and it's about an alligator shifter
0: oh yeah
1: so very different i wish that i love that title swim deeper yeah yeah there's like three books in this series i guess i maybe three that um have to do with the swamp and where this guy lives and what they're trying to do and i'm like oh this is different so you may want to take that place on in florida mm, i don't remember what state I just know that it's a... Oh, and the other thing I like is he's friends with someone named Kara. And to have that name in a book, when I could never my whole life find my name on a stupid coffee mug, it used to always bother me, or a keychain. Everybody else's Mm -hmm. name was on there, but mine certainly wasn't. That's the name of the character that helps him find a mate in this book.
0: I am reading Toughest Deal by Alessa Mm -hmm. Thorne. That oh. is book three in her. I think the series is Mercenaries and Magic. Mm-hmm. Absolutely love this series. Oh. It is kind of like Mr. and Mrs. Smith, oh. where it's sword thing, not sword things, but like action adventure takes place in Europe. A very good series. Not that heavy on the magic or the mythology like that other series she has okay but it's still very good there are some magical elements to it so i started that book last night and i am really liking it i cool. highly recommend that series and what was the name of the series again i think the series is mercenaries and magic okay. this book is book three and it's toughest deal i guess that's it for today all right sounds good now we're on to our secret Top secret project that we're trying to put together for us.
1: Yes. Thank you for finding words for me. <laughs> You're
0: welcome. <laughs> all right. Okay. Thank you for listening to the bonded books podcast. You can rate and review us on Spotify and Apple podcast. Our email is bonded podcast at gmail.com and check the show notes for a link to all of our social media. Thank you.